We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Rock Pile Report with Buffalo Bills season ticket holder, Drew Gear. Be aggressive. You have literally nothing to lose. You're a borderline football team. If I don't keep laughing about this stuff, my teeth are going to turn around and devour my brain. The Bills make me want To another edition of the Rockpile Report podcast. I'm your host, Bill Season Ticket Holder Drew Gear. That's my producer, Chris Krueger. And this is a continuation of our free agency conversation with Nate Geary from last week or from yesterday because honestly, it's just when we get together, we can't shut the hell up. We have too much to say, too much to cover. And so in that way, we've broken into two pieces, and here is the second half of our free agency conversation. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So, so far we've identified this Bill's offseason as a win, Okay. It's a feather in our cap. It's always interesting to then pivot and look around to how other teams around us fared because it's really how you're going to know where we ended up. In terms of, (laughs) I don't know, even though it's early, in terms of how other teams are prepping their squads, including some of the ones we're going to see this upcoming season, who might have similarly done a solid job getting their teams prepped for the upcoming season, what teams out there might have fallen on their faces in the process. There's always winners and losers when it comes to this stuff. Always. That's where I want to start this segment of the conversation. Free agency 2021. Chris, we start with the winners. Because they're winners. Winners get to do what they want. First of all, Tampa Bay. Is it just me or is Tom Brady kind of fun when he's not in our division? He's beaut. I love the fact that he got hammered and says love he doesn't him. remember. He threw the Lombardi trophy. He says he doesn't remember throwing it. He's like, I, I don't remember he that. He has become likable, and it's the worst thing that's happened to Pop It's the worst thing that's happened to me ever. Because I feel like I've hated that man. I've said so many horrible things about him. And yet somehow... Offensive, so- terrible things that would get me fired from my job I've said about Tom Brady. Oh, yeah. No, I've said things about his family. Mm-hmm. I've wished bad th- Generations of his family yep. that haven't been born yet. 100%. I've wished terrible 100%. things on. Yep. And yet, somehow, watching him not only annihilate the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Brother, I said I was rooting for the Patriots, or for the 
There, I did it. Uh, rooting for the, the, the Tampa Bay Bucks in that game. And I meant it, and it felt good watching it. I I didn't watch a whole lot of the game. Chris was over second my house. Half, second half, you didn't watch a whole lot of it. My kid was sick, had a fever. I didn't feel like I missed much. And it turns out I nothing. didn't. I missed nothing. Yeah. I missed more bludgeoning. I just, that's all I missed was just more bleeding by the Kansas City Chiefs. But watching him get walked out of the marina by the backup quarterback. Ryan Griffin. Ryan Real Griffin stud. taking him to his vehicle because he's hammered. Like, hey, I'm going to put you in the backseat of a cab now. We're going to get you the hell out of here. Don't wave at the people. He's trying. He's trying to wave even though his arms are being held. That's how you know he's hammered. That's how you know. And he's trying to move. He's like, all right, don't talk to anyone, Tom. And we've Tom's all, like, what listen, are you talking about? These people we've all been friends. there, and Drew has been there once <laughs> every week his entire life. Yes. <laughs> and that's the thing. When I see that scene right there, it, I'm conflicted. Because I, I, I want to say in that moment I like the guy. And I look at what his team did this offseason. How do you not like it? They brought back everybody. Everyone. They brought back everyone. Levante David, a guy that I didn't think they could ever afford. They kept their weapons together. Yep. They kept most of their line together. I mean, nothing Coaching ch- staff. Nothing They changed. still have Brady. Maybe they'll lose Leonard Fournette, but they'll, I'm sure they'll sign someone that'll make us say, how the hell did they... Yeah, they... Listen, Jason liked... I, I, I didn't particularly think he was a good GM. They, they stood by him, um, and it's crazy what Tom Brady can do to... To make everyone else yeah, look right. really smart. Yeah, right. Hey, uh, AKA where, Bill Belichick. Where have we seen this before? Tom Brady goes to a franchise and all of a sudden never wants to play with him? Yeah, I mean... It's that, not like it's ever happened before. The guy's just so magnetic. That's why you're seeing the Patriots overpaying for all their talent because they don't have Tom Brady as a seller anymore. He's not there for guys to go take less money to go win. Nope. The Bills are that now. Tampa, bitches. And the funny thing is Tampa Bay is one of those teams that lost badly some games last year. And yet come the playoffs did the typical Tom Brady led Patriots thing, which is they just crushed everybody who was in front of them. They found ways to overcome everyone. And then when it mattered, when it really mattered, Tom Brady was so sharp you couldn't touch him. That was it. It was over for you. So they just got stronger and they're a winner. How about this? Ron Rivera. Hmm. One of my winners. If anybody deserved coach of the year, I thought it was Rivera. I mean, Stefanski did well. In, did, what is your love affair with the Cleveland Browns? What's my love affair with them right now? Are you asking, are you looking for a temperature Just in check? general. Just in general. Why do you like the Cleveland Browns? Um, They've subjected me as a fan to more abominations of football than any other team. I what? think I, I think it's just like I feel for them. I feel like they they know my pain. I feel like their fan base knows. Maybe it's more of an affinity for their fan base than it is for the actual team. Having said that, they drafted Deshaun Kaiser. You know that was a big move for me. <laughs> I remember um, They drafted that. Brady Quinn, also big for me. Um, yeah, so listen, they've, they have a long lineage of drafting Notre Dame players that never work out, and <laughs> I appreciate him for that. Yeah, and Brian Dable, somehow the offensive coordinator who got Brady Quinn not once but twice. <laughs> Don't you dare talk shit about my man Brady Quinn. I'm gonna, and it's gonna be great. Um, Riverboat Ron, okay? St- Kevin Stefanski broke Cleveland's drought, and that's an undertaking. Yeah, that's big. It's it's meaningful, right? Kind of yeah. the same way when Sean McDermott was the coach. Who I mean, I think it would have meant more in the eyes of people who vote on those things if he had if he had won it. For Buffalo, instead of kind of, hey, you broke the drought on some other quarterback's arm talent. It would have gone a little bit farther in the eyes of the voters. But I think Rivera deserved it because he overcame hurdles bigger than anybody else. Uh, Cancer, costing him huge portions of his preseason. An offense that had four different quarterbacks. Including a guy with half a leg. The de facto worst human to hold title of NFL owner running his franchise. I mean... I know this pops up, and some of our listeners have emailed and been like, are you okay? What did Dan Snyder do to you? Why are you just always mad at him? The man is human garbage, mm-hmm. okay? He's he's a money grubber. He's a he's just this morality. He has no morals. He's a ghoul. Don't talk, to Chris. Don't talk about Chris like that. I, I keep hoping that someday his private yacht's going to get seized by Somali pirates. And the, the, the U.S. will refuse to pay his demands. I wonder if he And he's his, That's uh, it. That's the end. That's how this... He, that's how he, we're finally rid of Daniel Snyder. I wonder if he emailed uh, 
Washington's uh, <laughs> Washington's employee base and told them they were trying to maintain their families. Uh, oh yeah. I wonder if they did that. <laughs> oh hey, no jabs here. <laughs> no no jabs at our uh, our current owners. What? Who said that? But the fact that they landed Ryan Fitzpatrick and Curtis Samuel, you took an offense that already had Scary Terry. One of the most underrated receivers in the league. Some really underrated running back talent. Yeah. Okay? And one of the best defenses anywhere in football. The best defensive line. The best defensive line, hands down. An all-star cast on defense. A team that nearly took down the Super Bowl champion Bucks in the wildcard round. You give them a real quarterback and some weapons. I actually like Taylor Heineke a little, too. Could we see this be the team that Ryan Fitzpatrick makes his first playoff appearance for? Are you you putting a Seagram's bet on this? I would. You would or you are? I am. I'm I'm throwing down the gauntlet. Would you be willing to, in that division, knowing what it is, would you be willing... To put down three Seagrams for them to make the playoffs, and maybe more so, would I be willing to bet against you for it? Is what I want to know. I'm in. I'm game if you are. For three Seagrams that the Washington football team footballers I just make wanna, the playoffs. We're all gonna get diabetes. Uh, it's fine. I just want to. I just want to point out you, this three Seagram bet is just for them to make the playoffs. You just have to make the playoffs. Done. Done. I'm in. Oh, and the handshake. I'm in. It's real. It just happened. I'm in. I think he's a winner, right? Uh, Fitzy? Uh, no, no. Ronnie Rivera. River, Riverboat. Ron Rivera. His yeah. team got better. Who are some of your winners? Is there anybody who sticks out in your mind as they won free agency? Um, The Miami Dolphins. By not doing anything? By not doing anything. I That's, thought that they had a much better offseason than they did last year. Their own fan base was really upset, but I think it was smart for them to wait. I, I love the Will Fuller signing. Did, well, that's it. Obviously. You wait and get value. Obviously. Yeah, I know. Notre Dame, right? <laughs> Notre Dame guy. But you wait uh-huh. and you get value. There, again, we talked about teams laying in the weeds. That's what this is. It's a team with some cap space who said, hey, listen, we're going to restructure some things. We're going to make some moves. Yeah. We're just going to do it smart, which... Is upsetting to Dolphins fans because they're used to the lunacy. Spending money and <laughs> they're being used to New stupid. England Patriots lunacy. They're used to being the New England Patriots this offseason. So I also like the Jets offseason. Okay. I like Carl Lawson. I like Corey Davis. I don't think he's a wide receiver one, but I think he's a good a good piece for them, a good culture fit. I like Robert Sala, and maybe that alone makes them the winner as they have Robert Sala. Corey Davis said something interesting today during a press conference where he said that he was brought in with the understanding that Sam yeah. Darnold would be his quarterback. And I'm brought in with the understanding that, you know, I'm more, I'm, we're all, we are all of the mind that we are way more well endowed in our pants than we really are. <laughs> so, like Corey Davis thinks Sam Darnold's going to be the quarterback, we're all dreaming about the phallus that we don't have. Okay, fellas? <laughs> Graphic turn for a podcast, yeah. and yet he's he's not spot wrong. On, he's yeah. not wrong. Spot on. I'll make it for you too. <laughs> Chris is in my phone. Is Chris Thundergun Kruger? Yeah. See, that makes sense. I thought he was going to be well hung. Yeah. Listen, it's not the hair, and it's certainly not his personality. No. It's the. There's only one last. There's thing. only one thing. Joe Flacco is one of my last winners. Uh, that that guy's a stiff, and he's a quitter. Maybe one of the worst that I've seen, the most egregious I've seen in the last few years. And yet he tricked the Eagles into giving him a $3.5 million contract. You got to give it to him. I thought he'd have to retire. I figured, Flack, I, I figured after watching him play last year, okay, Dude. Monday Night Football, he goes out there for the Jets. He has them winning all game. And then he casually just throws two interceptions that cost them the game. And the whole time, at no point does he come out and play like he feels like he has any... Maybe like it's because he was asked to throw those interceptions. Like, there's anything on him to go out there and fix it? I mean, I've not, I like he reached Jay Cutler with the Miami Dolphins level of I don't give a fuck. Hmm. Like that's that's where he hit. I mean, you're talking about the guy who famously refused to help uh, Lamar Jackson in his rookie playoff yep. loss. Okay, who then just went on to shrug his way through a few more NFL seasons with random teams. This guy should have washed out. That should have been it. 
and yet somehow he's back to cash another check? Dude, don't, he's a winner. Don't you have a bet with somebody? Yes, a, a case Matt, of beer bet. A that Matt Ryan, Joe Flacco bet? Wasted. Me and one of my best friends from high school, Neil Branson, made a bet on who would have the better career, Matt Ryan or Joe Flacco. And like all wasted bets... None of them have any like, like. There's no structure to what that looks like. But it's it, that one's very easily, very easily depictable. Like I can tell you who has had the better career. Who? It's very easily. It's Matt Ryan. It's not even close. Joe Flacco's got a ring, baby. What the fuck does that mean? He's got. He's got the. Hardware. Marino doesn't have a ring, and are you going to say that who? Flacco's better than Marino? Maybe. <laughs> Just to upset you, maybe I'd say it. Right, so it's like saying Troy Aikman's good. Then are you on the Troy Aikman's good because he has Super Bowls? No. All right. Would he be? Would All right. He, you would found he be a way in the Hall of Fame without Super Bowls. You. F- no. This is why I love talking to Nate because he finds a way. Can we get to the losers? Because I am ready to blaze some fucking losers, dude. Chris, hit it. <laughs> wow, you suck at this. The losers. Who's up first, Nate? I don't know. Who do you want to go first? Do we want to do we want to torch the <laughs> Titans first, or do we want to torch the Chiefs first? How about this? Let's start with the Bears. How about the Bears, a franchise that just keeps kicking its fans when they're down? Like at In least, the nuts. No, at least the Bills, when they were shitty for two decades, right? The Bills sucked for 20 years. I had season tickets for a decade of it. Every year they would trot you out something to get excited. That's right, about. a T.O. They would bring you something. T.O. Spikes. To get you excited about Instead, this is like the Bears are taking a dominatrix approach yeah. to their fan base. They're saying, yeah, yeah. Pouring you're hot, you're, hot you're, wax on your chest. You're going to watch your quarterback go to be a backup somewhere else for $2 million. And then we're going to bring in Andy, Andy Dalton and pay him $10 million. And, and then they an spit attempt, on you. And in an attempt to go get a wide receiver named Kenny Galladay so that we can overpay him to match him with a guy we just franchise tagged and Allen Robinson who doesn't want to be here. Who doesn't want to be here? We'll just let go of our all-pro cornerback in an attempt to go and land him. Oh, and we don't land him, so now we got rid of our <laughs> cornerback for no reason. Kyle Fuller, for we no reason. We have all this cap space now. Don't worry, guys. We have moves playing. It's like... Ryan Pace is playing as they hit you 5D with a, checkers. As they're hitting you with a riding crop and spitting on you. Like, that's what it would be. It's, it's amazing. That's, that's one of the losers is Bears fans. Bears fans really lost. Let's talk about... Is that about the Chiefs, though? Could I, could I real quick? Yeah, Joe Tooney, it. $80 million a year. Let's go. Or $80 million a year. $80 million contract. Are you kidding me? <laughs> What are you they doing? And then they almost they almost also got Trent Williams. Imagine had they also done that. They well, would be in cap hell. And we have something later on in the show we're going to talk about that. Reckless. I'll tell you this, that right there. Ooh, the fact that they didn't land him actually kind of speaks a little bit to some things. There there's some reality setting in in Kansas City for their fans. And I think their GM that wait a minute. Oh yeah, no. The, the, we're in a certain place now. Yeah. Yeah. They fit the losers category. How about this? Mike Mayock and John Gruden. Let me oh, run. my gosh. Yeah. Oh, no. I have a diatribe for you. Oh, do you have a Venn diagram? John Gruden is a head coach. He won the Super Bowl in t- 2002 with an inherited roster, yep. right? It wasn't his. Ever since then, he's gone 64 and 80. He didn't build anything. He never has. And last year, they suffered some of the most mind-numbing losses I've ever seen. They lose to the Chargers in overtime on a quarterback's, on, on three consecutive quarterback sneaks from the one-yard line. And then they lose to Miami. Do you remember that? On a Saturday yes. night, it was an abomination. Yes, I remember that. And he just dumbfounded, had to get in front of a camera and go, yeah, well, we uh, we tried, and uh, we we had the lead, and with no time left, we fucking didn't have Lee. <laughs> we fucked, Real quick. We fucked it up. Meanwhile, Mike Mayock. Mike Mayock has pissed all over the idea of TV personnel and draft pundits being hired as GMs. That's done. He killed it. He's been talking it on TV, and now, since then, he's overseen the construction of a terrible roster, 19 and 29. What I like about this is that Brandon Bean has had the same... Like, Brandon Bean didn't get brought in until after the 2017 draft cycle and free agency cycle. 
So Brandon Bean and Mike Mayock have had the same operating time as GMs yeah. in this league. Crazy to think. Uh, one of them is 19 and 29. The other one is 29 and 16. And one of them has revived a franchise to the point where players are willing to take less to play there. The other one yeah. uh, has been nearly assaulted by a wide receiver that he thought that he hung the moon in trading for. Um, he's had some disastrous free agency classes who now I think his first one's gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, like what, what has he done? What has he done? Nothing. And, and then what they did was they traded away three interior offensive linemen. But signed another running back. Hey, hey that Drake and Josh, baby. Drake and Josh. <laughs> I hate you so much. Chris, I hate the fact that he's this much younger than us because he knows all these pop culture that's my, references. That's my show, dude, Drake and Josh. God, dude. But they traded away three interior offensive linemen, yeah. and what did they do? Then they gave a raise to a backup center. Hey, they got Richie Incognito back, though. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Who's he going to cut the head off now? Uh, Gruden. <laughs> he can't die, though. He's Chucky. So, I mean, the real losers here are the Raiders fans. And then the, can, we, can we say the Jaguars? Your head coach is publicly bitching about the process and how the free agency process is hard. I don't know who created this. Jaguars. I mean, look, look at this. Urban yeah. Meyer, first of all, d- d- stop crying. You got Chris Manhurts, dude. <laughs> Chris Manhurts. <laughs> I mean, first of all, your coach is crying about how overly complicated the legal tampering period is, which is hilarious. Like, no, you can't just smile and take advantage of some poor high school kid who doesn't under, like, he's underrepresented. His parents don't understand. Maybe, as long, I mean, if you're playing in the SEC, maybe there's a little cash. Maybe there's a little cash involved. Maybe. <laughs> Yay. Scam Newton. I mean, guys, that, that never happens in Alabama. Don't worry. That never happens in Alabama. Not once. Not never. Never. Not never. This is overly complicated, this legal tampering period. Good luck to you trying to figure out how to motivate guys who are making more money than you. Like, Nick Saban died on that hill. Steve Spurrier died on that hill. I like Urban. Do you like him as a head coach? No. <laughs> Not really. He's fine. I, they ever have Trevor Lawrence. That's all that's going to matter. Here's the thing that bothers me. What makes them the biggest losers is that... <sighs> There's no way they're even close to as big as a loser as their division foe the Titans are. So I don't know. Over the last Funny. week... Okay, they spent a ton of cash. $107 million in guaranteed total dollars. Yeah. And almost 20% of the 2021 cap and came away with nothing meaningful. One cornerback, one wide receiver who's past his prime. Who did they get a wide receiver? Uh... D- d- Marvin Jones? Chenault. No, Marvin Jones. Oh, they signed Marvin Jones? A whole lot of guys who are backups on most NFL rosters. Chris Manhurts, you said it. That's the good one. Player. That's the one that made good it. Right? Do people remember him from 2015? He went to, he's from Buffalo. The right Bills here. signed him. He has one career touchdown reception. Manhurts? He's, he's your number two tight end. Yeah, no, he's from Buffalo. He's from Western New York, Canisius College. They're like the kid that went to the store when you were little, right? And he had two bucks on him. If you and your buddy had some money, you're going down to the corner store, you're little kids. Yeah. And you, what was your go-to? What was your go-to candy bar? Hopefully not um, a mallow if, cup. If you had two bucks. Hershey, um, Almonds cookies or no? Oh, the cook fist bump. Yeah. Cookies and cream is solid. Yeah. I was an Almond Joy and a Snickers guy. Oh, hell yeah, on the Almond Joy. But maybe yes. I'm, I'm, I even, the Mounds, I die on a Mounds Hill. See? Coconut. It's all yeah, about the shitty coconut. It's all about the coconut. That's why I'm surprised you didn't like that little uh, little beer over there. No, that thing's fucking horrible. <laughs> I've, I've been chasing it with Moosehead. It's, it's, this beer is terrible. They're like the kid who goes and, well, you're buying your cookies and cream. They're buying a boatload of that shitty penny candy. It just gets stuck in your teeth like the bit of honey. And oh, the- <laughs> yeah. And like the knockoff red and clear packaging. Yes. And yeah. a few dozen pieces of that bullshit bazooka Peach joe rings. gum. The, the bazooka joe gum that hurts your jaw if you try to chew it for a few minutes. I, they, they're, they're trying to make up for quality with quantity. That. <laughs> not only that, but picture this. For Bills fans who think that we didn't do enough. Yeah. 
which they exist. They say, oh, the Bills didn't make that much of a difference. Aside from quality draft capital, unlike the Bills, when we picked up Josh Allen, they were, and still to a degree are, a flush with cash. And yet at the same time, in, in, in an effort to support the number one draft pick, Trevor yeah. Lawrence, a hopefully franchise quarterback, they've done a really shitty job of laying a foundation for that guy. I mean, think about it. Your tight end room is Tyler Eifert and Chris Manhurts. You've got a right tackle who tied for third in sacks allowed. It's not good. That's not good. Uh, a defense with a few nice pieces at rush linebacker, but nothing else is great about it. Your secondary sucks. So what yeah, you're going right. to do is you're going to Joe Burrow this kid. You're going to hand him a shit he's, roster. He's better than Joe Burrow. Though. Yeah, but you're going to hand him a shit roster and go, hey, hopefully you can win us some games. Try not to get beat up. But they're in a bad they're in a bad division. Okay. Um, they've got a good running game, and Trevor Lawrence is a franchise quarterback. He's going to likely walk in and have a similar. Like he'll probably be Andrew Luck, and he'll end up being like Andrew Luck on a team that doesn't spend money to surround him with legitimate talent, and then he'll end up being out of league in seven years because he's got too many concussions. Ryan Grigson style, yeah. Ryan Grigson, I'll never forgive him for ruining the career of Andrew Luck. Yeah, I'll forgive him because now, now their loss is the Bills' game. So, outside of Kansas City, Tennessee, yeah, anybody, terrible. Anybody else you think lost? Bears, Kansas City. I feel like we kicked everybody. Do you need to talk about the Titans? Oh, well, the Titans, the fucking, they, they, they got rid of everybody who's caught passes for them the they're last two years. Two, they're, they're second, third, and fourth leading receivers are gone, and they did not replace them. No. So good. I'm glad that they're already punting on this season. Yeah. I know their fans don't think that they are, but that's but a they thing. Are. That's a thing. Your team quit on you. Good luck. So when you look at our AFC competition and how the Bills roster stacks up, we talked about it. Right now, the Bills roster is essentially as good, if not just incrementally better Mm. than it was last year. As of today, pre-draft, there's still maybe another veteran signing or two out there to be had. Because there's a lot of veterans on the market. There are, and they're eventually, they're going to have to go somewhere. They're going to have to go somewhere because those guys won't go unemployed. They'll take a check at anything just to stay relevant because they know there's another one coming the next year. Closer to training camp. Yes. So when you look at some of these, how our competition stacks up. Indy. Indy's one of those teams under the radar team last year, but they hit their stride when they the, the the running game got going. Right, their quarterback was surprisingly efficient. Here's what Philip Rivers really was. Here's what I said. I said this to Josh Reed from Channel Four when he was like, "Watch out for Indianapolis. They got lots of money. They're going to spend money." I said, "No, they're not." And the reason I said that wasn't because I thought they were super cheap. It's because Quentin Nelson's going to be the highest paid guard in football. Yes. Um, Darius Leonard is going to be the highest paid linebacker in football. Yes. Um, and that's and they already are paying DeForest Buckner one of the highest defensive tackle salaries in the league. So they there's money that they need to spend there. And then also they just brought in Carson Wentz. And, yeah, I mean, I although I don't want to maybe make excuses for them because they should have made moves to be better and they didn't make moves to be better. No, I mean, the outlook for them in 2021, you have one offensive tackle on the roster that played 20% of last season snaps. Everyone else is, you're going to have to go find him. You have two starters returning on the defensive line. You lost your wide receiver number one and your second tight end. Yeah, but they like they've got people at receiver that are that are ready to. They step do. In. Paris, they do. Paris Campbell, who didn't play in the playoff game against yep. the Bills, he's a guy that's going to be in that rotation. So you're fine with moving on from T. Y. Hilton because he's likely going to take that position. I think they like the kid from USC, uh, Pittman. Michael Pittman. Um, I, he came on towards the end of the season and he played well against the Bills. Here's the thing that I can't get away from. You brought in Philip Rivers on a one-year flyer, yeah. and he actually outdid he played, himself. He played pretty damn well. Over 4,000 yards passing. Yeah, he played And in that playoff well. game against the Bills, he, he was the he was vintage Philip Rivers. Yeah, I would agree with that. Does their whole season come down to how quickly Reich can rehab Wentz? Yeah, 100%. That's it. That's yeah, their 100%. season. So if And he, he has to be as good as Philip Rivers was yes. to get similar results. And can he be as good as Philip Rivers? I'm not... 
I'm not totally sure he's gonna. Is he? Is he getting forty four thousand yards? <sighs> Chris, that's a Chris. What do you think? Well, if there's gonna be anybody to rehab Carson Wentz, it's Frank Reich. It is. That's and, and it. No one, this is the only no spot one else. for him. But is he getting an upgrade at weapons from Philadelphia to Indianapolis? I'm not sure. I don't. He's think He's getting so. an upgrade in running game, 100. percent What are you talking? But who about? the hell are his weapons? What are you talking? About? I was wide receiver four for Philadelphia last year. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. That's right. But this year, I mean, yeah, yeah, you might be right, Chris. Uh, another team that I've kind of been dunking on a little bit this offseason, uh, Pittsburgh. Schittsburg? Yeah. Okay. They're always going to have they a good just defense. just lost another uh, corner to Sean Nelson. Sean Nelson. They just released him. Wait, well, who's, yeah. playing, who's playing for them? Well, <laughs> but their defense is solid in the front seven. They were, and then they got rid of all of their starting corners. Yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> Hey, Mika Fitzpatrick. But hey, they got Joe Hayden. That's fine. <laughs> Wait, that guy. That the old as shit. Okay. I called Jared Cook Methuselah. What is that guy? Uh, he's Rip Van Winkle. What are we talking about here? How are these guys still playing? I was going to call him the 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 woman from um, Emperor's New Groove, but that's fine. <laughs> See? These damn millennials. Yeah, shit. Bring that, them the I'm aging you. Uh, with those with those references, I have no idea what that is. Their That's team fine. has fine. so many question marks on the offensive side of the ball. Left tackle, offensive guard, offensive center. You have none of them returning from last year, and your your line sucked in 2020, right? You had no run game to speak of, and you couldn't pass protect, which is why you went to this fast paced West Coast offense of hey, we're gonna dink and dunk, get the ball out quickly because Ben. Then he not- lost Phil in a wave. Yep, because Ben's not mobile. There's Pouncey. Yep. And there's the, Connors. I wonder if part of the pitch to Juju Smith-Schuster was just, hey. Please. No, we no. lost everyone else. No, no. Not Please even that. Go. Just, hey, you're not a downfield threat. You're a possession receiver. And that's all we're going to be doing. And that's all we're going to be doing. We need you to save a man's life. Do you want to watch an old man get bludgeoned to death behind a shitty offensive line? Or do you want to be here to try to keep Ben Roethlisberger alive? I feel like that would have to be part of the sales pitch, and they just appealed to his humanity, and that's why he came back. I really think that's it. I mean, he had the fastest time to throw rating in the NFL last year with a better offensive line than he's going to have this year. How bad are they going to be by comparison? I mean, we have to play them again. We have to play Pittsburgh again this year. How much easier is that? They're going to look way more like the team we saw than the team the team we saw in the final quarter of the season than the team we saw in the first three quarters of the season. The twelve and zero team compared to the zero and whatever team to end the season. That's the team we're going to see. I, I I think Pittsburgh misses the playoffs next year. They do get Devin Bush back. He's a damn good player in the middle of that defense. He helps. He makes that defense better. If they lose Vince Williams, so instead of pairing yeah. Devin Bush with Vince Williams, you're you're kind relying of, only on Devin Bush. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, you're going to have to do what the Bills did in 2017, is just win rock fights. That's it. You're going to hope your defense can hold the team down. Hey, maybe Big Ben will uh, invigorate himself by sexually assaulting someone <laughs> and he can turn into a better football player. Go back to his prime. <laughs> Listen, we don't censor our guests. I don't give a shit. That was hilarious. Wow. New England. You've talked about this. Yeah. New England, I, I think they betrayed their own ethos. B which, minus. C, C plus B minus. The thing about New England is that they did the thing that they never did when they were successful, which was you do when when they had success, the dynasty, quote unquote, the, the Patriot way. Yeah. Well, no one. What, I think the uncomfortable reality for Patriots fans is going to be recognizing that the Patriot way was only possible because you had a Hall of Fame quarterback. The second you lose that, you go back to being like every other team. The the, the Patriots are the Miami Dolphins. The In Patriots that they, are doing nothing different than they've done every year under Bill Belichick, other than spending more. They don't have the discount anymore. No, That's they it. don't have the discount. That's they don't point. have. They don't have the. Uh, you know they don't have the McDonald's fake monopoly bucks that you can go in and cash in and go get a guy like Johnu Smith for 
six and a half million. They have to pay him twelve and a half million because they don't have Tom Brady. But that's still the type of player that they go on sign. That this is Bill Belichick. They draft like shit, and then they go and and find guys in free agency to take pay cuts to basically take over and cover for the fact yep. that they can't draft. We and questioned uh, Mike Debate from Lockdown Patriots on that exact topic. Can't draft. We talked about how it's funny that edge rusher, right? You drafted Uche. You draft Winovich. Nah, now you're going to go sign Matt Judon for a yeah. rush linebacker. Yeah. Well, didn't you just draft two of those guys in the top three rounds? And you bring Van Noy uh, back. You bring Van Noy back. You go out and pay two of the the highest tight end salaries in franchise history, if not in the league. It's the, it's the third highest And you drafted a, four yeah. of them in the last three years, and none of them have panned out. Not, not a one. So it turns out you're paying for the sins of the past is what you're doing as a franchise just to try to get back to relevance. Not a one. Yeah. That's a problem because we've watched teams like the Dolphins try to do it annually and it doesn't work. It does not. Cleveland and Baltimore. NFC North. Cleveland. AFC North. Cleveland, Nate Geary, you have the floor as you are the... Yeah, you're our de facto yeah. guy on Cleveland. I liked it. They did a good offseason. You like what they had? Like it wasn't cra- I actually I think Troy Hill signing was really good. I think they ended up getting him at like three point something million this year on the cap. I would have died for that CB two contract. Really good signing for them at cornerback. I think he's going to walk in. Uh, former Los Angeles Ram going to walk in and be their number two starter across from uh, who the hell is the guy? Uh, Ward, um, uh, the guy that they drafted in the first round a couple years ago. Yes, they got Greedy Denzel Williams Ward, too. Yeah. They also got Greedy Williams too. So they've got some nice pieces and they. And they get they finally get the starting safety. They go out and get uh, the Colts Walker, that that linebacker. Yes. They go get another guy as a, as a platoon right. swap. Um, they didn't get JJ Watt, and I would I thought that JJ Watt would have been a really good pickup. For them. Losing Olivier Vernon, I think, hurts them. I think he's super overrated, way overpaid. Really, he sucks. Okay, what about losing? Uh, what's uh, what's the other pass rushing? Uh, uh, Claiborne. No, no, they they Oba Gun Oba Obadobi Oh Oh Juan Kenobi Oh 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 and then they're right up there, but but they're they're going to be a competitive team, and in my opinion, might be one of the biggest competitions to the Bills in the AFC this year. Am I crazy for saying that? Yeah, watching you who's the fucking quarterback? Baker Mayfield. He's not good, <laughs> and I love Baker. He just isn't good. He's just not good. I love how I love how he's well. He's just not good. This is the second. I love him to death. The Browns he sucks. <laughs> this is the second. Give me Deshaun Kaiser. <laughs> he sucks. I love that we Mayfield have Nate Gary here to talk about these things because I'll say these things and no one will listen to Mayfield me. Mayfield sucks. I it like sucks. that you're saying it, and I can just let you go. Baltimore, you want to talk about quarterbacks that suck, okay? They still don't have a quote-unquote star-wide receiver acquisition to help improve the passing attack. Because talking to Sammy Watkins is visiting. Hang on, because you know that's the problem. The The problem is they need better wide receivers. Not the fact that their quarterback sucks at throwing the ball to wide receivers. He could be better if they had better weapons. Oh! But marginally, maybe. Marginally. Let's not act like he'd hang the moon. He's not pulling a Josh Allen. No, he's not. No. No, he's not. (laughs) And yet, I just got a drink. The Ravens got worse. They were were the example of what I thought the Bills would be. A team that is very close. They lose one or two pieces. It's not the end of the world. But they definitely took a step back. And they did. And... They're also going to be in a position that they're going to have to pay Lamar Jackson a lot of money. I think it's worse than more you than think. they want to. Here's why: Baltimore led the NFL in blitz percentage, but finished the regular season almost tied with Buffalo for pressures and sacks. Buffalo's front seven in that good. Matthew Judon's not that good. <laughs> Buffalo's front seven in that playoff game looked like the more aggressive unit. They also were missing a couple of stars on that offensive line, if you remember. I know. But my point is, in terms of the aggression that they were able to bring on the quarterback, the way they were able to harass the quarterback, we were far more effective. Now, I think some of that speaks to the quality of quarterback. Yeah. But either way, 
they've lost three of last year's defensive ends and outside linebackers and haven't replaced them with anybody. So you were a bad rush team and you got worse in that, or at least less experienced. Yeah, and you're not going to replace them all in the draft. They, but look what they did last year. They went into the season last year and they end up getting in Dockway for nothing in midseason. And then he sucked. And then he <laughs> wasn't that good. For and then he wasn't that good. So they can go out. They can. They'll find. There's guys in the draft this year again that you can get in the, at the end of that first. And that second round, that could be starters. There's two those two kids from Miami. Listen, they'll they'll have opportunities to get better at rush. That team is going to win by their ability to score points, not by how many how many points they stop. And this one, I think, is your favorite. The thing you've been waiting on all night. I've kind of left it. <laughs> I've left. I've, I've been waiting for it. The Kansas City Chiefs. Now, I want to start this by saying, in an article over at SB Nation's Arrowhead Pride, a guy named John. Dixon, if I'm reading my notes correctly, he put together this interesting article about the idea, the idea that the way things have fallen for them this season on the free agency front is what fans should get used to and what the NFL needs to get used to. It's now that Patrick Mahomes is now that you pay a quarterback now that he's getting real money. Yeah. First of all, their inability to go over the top for that left tackle. You said it. Now you said it before. Yep. They were smart not to go over the top. No, he is they, they, 33 they years old. They were smart. Yeah. He got a six-year deal as a 33 See, and the player. length would be problematic. But the money you could make happen if yeah. you weren't paying a quarterback a 30-ish million Tooney, dollar cap. And supposedly the 49ers came slightly in over the number that Kansas City was willing to spend. So they would have gone out there. I almost wish they would have gotten Trent Williams because that would have been an albatross in three years. And they'd be tons of dead, dead cap space. And Joe Tooney, in, in my opinion, is... So they, they, they move on from Osemele, Kaliche mm-hmm. uh, Osemele, who was a pretty good starter for them. And they got marginally better for 10 times the cost. Joe Tooney's good. He is also 29 years old. He yeah. is not young. No. So they go out and they go get it. And maybe they don't care, but I guess you paid $80 million <laughs> to him who is okay. But, like, he is not some sort of – he's not Quentin Nelson. No, and that's, I guess, the thing is you lost the core of your offensive line. You lost your center, your left tackle, and your right tackle. Well, Nate's mostly upset that they – Lost Mitchell Schwartz, considering how close Nate and Jeff Schwartz are. His piece of shit brother. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. Their left tackle, Fisher. Okay? People have talked about, oh, Fisher could end up back on our team. He's unlikely to be any help in 2021. No. he The, the injuries he sustained in the postseason, I, there's no way. Right? There's no way he's coming back to save they the day. They have no tackles. No. I know they like this Russell Niang kid or whatever. Niang. Niang I, we we talked about him last year with uh, Russ Brown from Cover 1. But Niang's a nice fine. piece who's unproven because he's he's sat out, he sat out the whole year. Yeah. Nobody knows what he is. Here's what I do know. Is that they don't have a left tackle. Nope. Fisher can't come back and save the day. They don't have a right tackle. And the market is now very thin. Yeah. Both at right tackle and left tackle. But maybe you get a decent Jalen Mayfield in Michigan. Maybe you get him at 31. Maybe you can get a starter and caliber guy. But, hey, you know what would have been nice? They drafted a tackle last year instead of their running back, who basically was their backup going into the playoffs. <laughs> but Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. <laughs> He's a little guy. I, don't, I wouldn't have drafted that little guy in the first round. I, like, I don't mind... The conversation about first-round running backs aren't as extreme for me as maybe they are for other people, but I would not have drafted Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. He is a little guy. Small guy. He's a smallman. Dur- durability becomes an issue at the he, NFL. And he just he just doesn't do well in between the tackles, and he's also not very fast, so I and, don't really get it. Well, and then you look at the rest of Kansas City's roster now. Okay, there's only two pass catchers who have, or three, if you count Hardman, do we uh, go on a count? Hill, Hardman? Hardman, Hill, and Kelsey, who have experience catching passes from Patrick Mahomes. Pringle. Byron Pringle. Did he come back? Yep. Okay, cheap deal. Okay. He's back. Okay, so is he your two? <laughs> <laughs> is he your three? They lost Sammy Watkins. Are Hardman or... 
Pringle, you're two? They may have to draft a guy. That's my point. And who are you going to draft, wide receiver or, or offensive line? Shot well, Bateman. And that's where this becomes a problem because not only were you thin, not only were you thin there, but that's not the reason that you lost that Super Bowl. Because I'll tell you what, you would have won the Super Bowl if your defense wasn't paper thin. Well, guess what? You just lost most of your skill players and starting defensive backs. I mean, what? You have two good defensive linemen. One athletic linebacker that you drafted last year who was hurt for most of the playoffs. I think he missed their entire playoff run. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have nothing really to speak of in terms of a lockdown cornerback. You have Tyron Matthew and you have Daniel Sorensen and Juan Thornhill. So you have three safeties, no cornerbacks, a linebacker, and two D linemen. They have Sorensen. He's really good, though. He, he plays oh, lots. Actually, he, he killed the Bills. Sorensen is good. He is good. But can safety stop your lack of cornerbacks when you have four? <laughs> well, they do run a very unique scheme. Because Spagnuolo's one that of the three, best. That three safety scheme that works a lot. It's like a 4 2 one I or would, a 4-1-whatever. I would argue <laughs> that the Bills have a better offensive line. Right now, yeah. yeah. Right now. A better skill position group. If you go wide receivers across the board, but wide receivers and tight ends. Skill position, I would include Kelsey in. And if you're, oh, I know. Hey, Kelsey and they Diggs. Don't a, they don't have a better. Kelsey and Diggs. Okay, but who's better than Hill when you take Diggs out of the equation? <sighs> okay, they've got the better. All right, player. I'll give you. Well, like it's close, but they've got them. But we have more bodies, and we can spread they them. And we they can, can operate. Spread, they can offense. spread it. Yeah. Okay, so we have uh, we have more skill players. Sure. And. <laughs> I think our defense is probably right now better than anything they can field. They don't have anything. They don't have anyone on the scale of Chris Jones, and they also don't really have any anyone on the scale of Tyron Matthew. You think that's the difference that tilts it in Casey's favor still? Yeah. So right Chris now, Chris Jones in particular. So is Casey still the team to beat? Yeah. And. How far ahead of Buffalo do you think they are as of today? They, the Bills have caught up slightly. I think it's closer than it was in January. But they're still the team to beat. They're going to be the team to beat until somebody beats them. The Bills are in position to do it, but they have not done it yet. Well, this is a Chris, this strikes me as the whole thing with the New England Patriots. You knock on the door. Got to slay the dragon, baby. Sometimes you got to kick it in. Well, yeah, there's one last key piece. You got to step on the throat. There's one last key piece to... Getting ahead, and that's going to be the draft in April. If we, you know, one hundred percent, they they're they're drafting behind us. They have the same situation that's we right. do. So when you look at how this UFA period sets up, being for the draft, Nate, given the nature of the free agency market in twenty one, yeah, there's still moves that will trickle in, but the big the fireworks have already been lit. Quarterback two, big ones. <laughs> quarterback two, quarterback two set the world on fire here. There aren't any earth-shattering, franchise-altering moves left. Probably not. It's done. So, as both we as fans, just kind of, and podcasters, and just people who like to analyze this shit because it entertains us. Yes. Turn our eyes towards the draft. Something our front office has done really hard, ever since Bean got here, was try to go into a given off-season or at least a draft period with no glaring holes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And yet, I'll say this. They'll do it using unflashy veteran signings. And they've done that for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Ever since McDermott got here. I mean, you go back to the, uh, what, the uh, Ramon Humber and the Deion Dawkins, Cordy Ramon Glenn. Uh, the. <laughs> The Matt Milano, Ramon Humber, and the Cordy Glenn, Deion Dawkins, like, hey, you don't get to play yet, even yeah. though we just drafted you. Yeah. Even though you're better Evanessa than... Vanessa and Trent Murphy. Yes. Even though you're better than this guy, we're not giving you the job. You have to earn it. That's their mentality. And I think that we've got years of evidence at our disposal to show that that's, that's part of the reason for it. Bean is pragmatic, and he understands the salary cap. Yeah. Yes, he does. Very well. And McDermott is a coach who refuses to put rookies in over established veterans until he believes they're, they're ready. They're ready, yeah. So he kind of tells his GM, listen, I need a body. 
I need a body who can go out here and give me at least average production until this rookie is ready. Shows me that he's ready. He's- now, what do you think about AJ Epinesa? Do you think he answered that bell last year? Absolutely. And and not only that, I think Epinesa's going to be the guy. I think that that we look at and we say later on he ends up being a good pick because of what the Bills asked him to be, which was not the guy he was in college. And I don't know how many teams draft a guy and ask him to lose 25 pounds and saying we're going to remake what made you a second round pick. I thought that he was balls. I thought he was a Cam Hayward type defensive end. That you would want to add 15 pounds to. Yeah, and then maybe Not you could lose. drop him into D tackle occasionally and you yeah. could bet. and instead they said it was no, a get, ballsy move, man. Get thinner. And then I'll tell you, during the playoff game, there was a rep where and it fucked up the it fucked up uh, Philip Rivers. AJ Epinesa drops into coverage, and I go, oh, shit, who the is guy that guy? The guy drops into coverage. And you go, wait a minute, that guy shouldn't be out there. Yeah. But there he is. And there, that quarterback's thinking the same thing. <laughs> so, so when you think about this, Bean relatively takes BPA, best player available. Is that how you foresee the 21 draft playing out? Yes. Has so far as how this free agency period is set it up. I think the Bills are going to take a running back. Uh, and it's not because it's, it's what I want them to do. It's no, I think it's what they're going to do. I said it. I said it today on Twitter. I don't give a shit. Because you're petty. Everyone thought it was funny when I lost my shit that we drafted A.J. Epinesa instead of J.K. Dobbins. Oh, everyone thought that was hysterical. Look at Drew. Oh, he's all frustrated. Yeah? Guess who's going to be frustrated now, assholes? When the Bills take a running back at pick 30 and Bills Twitter sets itself on fire and I stand above it and light a cigarette and just laugh. Just laugh. Just have a good, good time. Listen, they get they end up, uh, they leave that draft with ETN or, or Najah Harris, and I'm leaving out the kid from North Carolina, not because I don't like him. It's just because those are really the two that I've, I've, I felt like, okay, they do that. They end up with Najee Harris. You've, you've said this a lot. Not pass, selling that. Pass catching running back. Yeah. You've said this. Both over, of them can do it. Over the course of this free agency period, I feel Bruce like Bruce Nolan with the, uh, Billy Mays, uh, the, the meme where the, he says, uh, or do, you can't draft a running back, and then it's him slapping the flex seal over the hole saying, uh, well, you can draft a guy or uh, a guy that does everything, right? Like it's just disguising not drafting a running back at thirty because your running back does more than just run downhill and take the ball out of the backfield. Both guys, Harris and Etienne, are good pass catching backs. I'd love to take either of them. Cornerback two is also really deep. There's talent there to be had if we stay at thirty. There's diff- well, th- hashtag sports wrote a really interesting piece over at their website. Don't tell, don't give Mario any credit for it. I'm going to give Mario some Jesus credit here. Christ. No, they wrote an article about, and I'm going to tweet it out at Rockpile Report about how drafting defensive ends outside of the top 20 in a normal draft, most drafts, they went back to well, what was this from 2020 to 2016 and looked at the defensive ends drafted, and then looked at their production over the course of those years. Mm-hmm. If you're not taking one in the top ten, it sounds like it's a rocky proposition. Except if you are the kid from uh, Carolina. <laughs> what the heck's his name? Uh, yeah, because uh, Burns. Because pass rushers from Carolina have a great pedigree. Uh, he's pretty. Brian Bur- Brian Burns. Brian right? Burns. Went Brian to Burns. went to FSU. Yeah, FSU. I know my stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh Jesus, where did you he's come from? Good. Hair. He's very good. Nice job, haircut. He's very good. He was outside the top ten. Here's the last question I'll ask before we get out of here. Picking in the late thirties. Or given the state of our roster and the fact that most of our major needs are already filled, value of trading down against standing pat. Now, mock draft simulators, they're the rage right now. Everyone on Twitter is using them to my fucking just, it's infuriating. Oh, I know it. I I, I do them just to piss you off. Most of you people are tagging me in them on Twitter or emailing me screenshots of them, which I... Because yeah. you know I hate them. Keep, which, do, keep, doing, keep doing, that. doing that. But I gotta if say, you do I a respect- mock draft at Rockpile Report. Tweet at us. Drew now wants I know, to now know. Now I know who it Genuinely wants to know. I've gotta say, I respect the pettiness of our listeners. There's been born this narrative that trading back out of thirty is a is the best way for the team to operate. 
here's what I'll say. You go to drafttech.com where friend of the show. Yeah, friend of the show. Friend of the show. Dean Kindig's place of business. The point, the point system utilized where they figure out how much these things are worth. Sure. If some of the players that you covet, the ETNs, the Harrises, the Horns, the Newsoms, they're all gone. There's really nobody there who you think the Russos, the uh, I don't even know who else is defensive end. You, you, everyone's gone. Jalen Phillips, he's gone. You try to Jalen Phillips. He's the guy who took uh, Russo's job. Yeah. If you tried to trade back, it's interesting to think about what that's worth because you wouldn't land in the top of the second round. The conversion, unless you gave up some other picks in order to make the math work. Yeah. Right? So is it really worthwhile? No. No. Not really. So if you're trading back, you're trading back out of the top. I mean, you're going, picks 33 through 40 all carry a value of 500 or more on basis points. I would rather than trade up back into the second round and have two second round picks. So that's just it. The Bills' first round pick at 30 is worth 620 points. Trading back inside of 40, they all have a value of 500, which means if you want anything useful, you're giving up a pick Something. To, yeah. to get that. It, I, I guess that would mean that you're taking a pick if you're trading back into the late second that you're getting an extra pick somewhere in the third or fourth round, late third, late fourth round to make the math work. Here's the question. This regime has done well. Okay. Gabe Davis, Mm -hmm. Teron Johnson, Wyatt Teller, Matt Milano. Mm -hmm. That's four hits on seven picks in the fourth to fifth round range. But historically, it's been a shit show. You don't want to bank on them. No! Historically, it's been yeah. a shit show for this franchise. Chris, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to subject you to this. Cyril Richardson. Ooh, Cyril. Uh, <laughs> I love that you know that. Oh, Cyril. Yeah, Cyril. Little Archer. Zebri Sanders. Yeah, exactly. I see a lot of blank stares. Ed Wang. No, no, don't you, don't you talk shit about Ed Wang. How about this? Duke Williams. Uh, what about... Uh, uh, Duke Williams... Only famous. Austin Prohl. Austin Prohl. You had to drink a secret for that one. Duke Williams. Mm-hmm. I didn't think we'd draft a wide receiver. And we drafted two. Duke Williams. Not famous because of anything he did on the field, but because he tried to slide into a porn star's DMs using the fact that, hey, baby, oh, yeah. I'm a Buffalo Bill. And she goes, what the fuck is that? It was she a- didn't even know who the Buffalo yeah, Bills was, were. Who was it? Was it Mia Khalifa? <laughs> Mia Khalifa. She knew who the Bills were. Mia Khalifa. Awesome is that? It was one of the most embarrassing things for our franchise. Thanks, thanks, Duke Williams. Yeah, yeah. Mia Khalifa's uh, screenshot was the most embarrassing thing in Bill's history. Wouldn't Wouldn't you just rather stand pat at thirty than trade back and maybe get stuck with one of those assholes? Yeah, I would rather trade up than trade back. Thank you. Yeah, and I would I would say, what if you could go from thirty to twenty four? Without trading your second round pick this year, Chris, I might sign up for that. Trade your third and maybe, like a pick, maybe a twenty twenty two, and Najee say, Harris say let's ETN. move up twenty four. Well, don't you dare trade up for a running back for Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Stay at thirty and take a running back all you want, but do not trade up for do not back. force me to justify you trading up for a running back on draft night. Oh God! Well, I'll tell you what. We've covered a lot here tonight. I love We're very laid back. Very laid back. Everyone's relaxed. We're all having a good time. This is what this type of conversation should be. We've set the table for the draft. What position would you think should be prioritized for the Bills? Guard and and corner. Okay. Guard and corner. Guard and corner. Maybe I don't want to I don't want to maybe prioritize one over the other. I think they're both really important. But you think they are the needs. Going into the draft, I, I wouldn't throw out defensive end and edge as another need um, because, like, if AJ Epinesa turns out and you draft another guy, maybe you have two bookend guys. You know, Jalen on rookie uh, deals. On rookie deals. I mean, we do have one of the oldest front sets. <laughs> Eric Stokes <laughs> is the that. name, though. Eric Stokes. God. I like a lot from Georgia. Well, folks, that's it. This puts a bow on our season. The reason I asked Nate this question is because we're about to kick off our draft coverage. In the coming weeks, we're going to be talking all about how the, the, we're going to be scouting. Got Connor Rogers coming up? 
Uh, we've got we we uh, maybe we have a list of guesses guests not uh, put with a certain position, but uh, I don't know if you see that on the board. Who's going to recap it? Uh, Nate Geary. Nate Geary. As you've done, I think the last. I'll bring the bees. Two, two <laughs> years in a. I think the last two years you've been here for the draft recap shows. A so. tradition like no other. Yes, it, it's phenomenal, guys. Thank you for showing up each and every week for this ridiculous podcast. WGR and over a cover one. Yeah. Or just in general, gonna, what I'm are gonna, you doing? I'm going to be golfing. Yeah, I'm going to be golfing. That's what See, I'm going to be doing. Like, Taking a little hiatus. That's why I love this guy because this time of year he's like, "Fuck it, I work too hard." I, I golf today. Who am I kidding? You have. See, Where? see what I love is that my he, country club, Lancaster. Oh, my <laughs> country club. My country. Not just club. a club. No, mine. My, my country club. God. I, I I stopped home to change though, so I didn't come here in my in my country club attire. I didn't want to. No, if you did, it would have been the best. Nate, we love having you. We love doing this. Chris, we gotta get the fuck out of here. I'm Drew Gear. That's Chris Krueger. That's Nate Geary. This has been your Rock Call Report. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.